So fuck's sake. siblings who have quite a few resentments and we're here to share them with you. No one else is fucking doing it. I don't want, actually, you know what? Today I'm out. I've got a resentment against myself. I reckon everyone in that school is back in. You don't need to put the effort into actually changing yourself (laughs) for the better. I cannot stand the man. That's the the only time I've ever felt like a man. They're corrupt people. Hey, welcome to the resentment list with your hosts Naomi and Ben. We're siblings with hang-ups, lots of them. And this week we are talking, I don't know what we're going to talk about. I think I'm going to bring up Fringe. Fringe is on. Have you seen a Fringe show yet, Ben? I haven't seen it yet. And there's a lot, there's a, do you reckon there's a lot of guilt involved in not so engaging in the guilt. Fringe? You feel like you should be so into it. Because every um, son and his dog loves the Fringe. Like yeah. it doesn't, everyone, like it doesn't matter who you are. They're like, oh yeah, got on a Fringe show. I went and to a Fringe show last night. They think they're so fucking cool with their fringe yeah. attending. No, but can I just say a disclaimer? I'm not like this isn't a bagging fringe out. You're at not all. a hater. No, 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 no. Um, I love fringe. I love what it does to the city. Um, it creates a vibe. It creates community. Um, but this is more like our like this is all all as usual. It's all our stuff. Um, I haven't seen a fringe show yet. Um, Tristan and I are actually going to Melbourne. Um, for oh, no. about ten days of it, so I'm missing. I, there's always I always plan. I always somehow plan something around the best times in Perth. It's like, and I never learn. Every year, it's like, oh yeah, let's just do a holiday in February. Like I don't, I don't understand that. But yeah, the guilt. It's like, and Fringe will finish, and then I'll go, oh fuck, I only saw one show. Or, oh fuck, I only saw two. Like, and I won't feel. I'll feel like I didn't do enough and then I'll have a few friends that have done every single show they've gone out every single night and then I just feel like a shit human but I'll tell you something about I, I, you know what I think I think Fringe is overrated and I think the real thing that's going on with you is you want to like Fringe mm. but I don't think you like it as much as I've been think. questioning this because yeah. every year it t- look uh, probably every year I think last year I saw I think I only saw one show Oh no! I th- yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought it was, I think I saw one to two shows because Tristan and I went away, um, and th- one, the only reason I went to see one was because um, one of my friends bought me a voucher, which was actually a really good present because it made me go out and go see see something. Um, but then, like the years before, I think the most I've ever seen is three, and that's just a poor effort. Yeah, but why do you feel so much pressure? Like maybe you don't like it. Like because I, mean, I guess because I am, I'm creative and I'm into the creative arts and I'm into the creative arts. I'm into the arts. I'm into performance. I'm into. I'm, I used to dance. Like you know, our dad's a fucking drama teacher. Like I feel that me as a person, I should like it. But do you feel the same pressure with the Perth International Arts Festival? No, weirdly, I don't. I am. 
I like I like to see stuff from there, but again, no, I do feel the guilt because there's always stuff that I want to see. I probably want to see that stuff more because obviously it's better quality and it's curated and, you know, there's just amazing um, acts that come, but I don't – maybe because it's more expensive, I know that I can't see as much. Yeah, there's a barrier. There's a big barrier. Yeah, whereas Fringe, it's like you don't really have an excuse. Like you can go on a night and there's $10 tickets. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just don't know. I just have. I think it's just this, this. I have this contrarian thing where the whole fucking city's obsessed with fringe. I'm just like, I just feel like I don't want to go in with mm. it as much. But also, like we we have to put some things on the table here. Cabaret, not great. Burlesque, garbage. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's some parts of fringe that are just not stand. that good. Yeah, I realized, and I only realized this a few years ago. I hate anything with music. Like, <laughs> oh, what? Wait, <laughs> music is like one of your passions. No, not really anymore. No, I don't like any acts that have like. I don't like musicals. I don't like cabaret. I don't like anything where they they break down in a song. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Like, I don't. I went and saw Book of Mormon. Like, I loved it, and I'm like kind of getting into musicals. Like, I respect the art form, but I just don't understand cabaret. And, and I've been asking for years for someone to explain it to me what actually is cabaret. Like, it's it's just a musical in a bar, right? That's all it... it I think, no, cabaret is like... Um, I don't actually know. But there's dancing. There's always dancing. There's um, a lot of theatrics. There might be a bit of circus elements. There's songs. There's, like, often, like, a an MC kind of funny guy that leads the whole thing. And then there's different acts. So it's kind of like... A bricolage of... What the fuck is a bricolage? Oh, a bri- do you want to know what a bricolage? What the fuck is a bricolage? Bricolage. I think it's used in various disciplines, but in the discipline that I know it <laughs> is from cultural studies and it means a mishmash of different elements mixed together. So basically it means a mix of, but... Um, it's a collage of bric-a-brac, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, um, it's yeah, so I put that in to sound smart. Yeah, that um, was really good. That sounded really great. But yeah, but, um, I hate, I hate, I hate, I don't like cabaret. So a lot of fringe stuff is cabaret. So that just like kind of, and then the comedian stuff, I like comedians, but for some reason I, I'm untrustworthy. I'm not trustworthy of the, uh, I don't trust they're going to be good. Well, there's a thing with stand up, which is when you don't know what to call your shit, you just call it stand up. So I think it's, yeah. it's good not to trust it because you never know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, but uh, also you mentioned circus as well. And circus is another thing I just don't really oh, like. Oh, really? Because it's basically just busking. Like okay, you can so go and see it for free. Mm, circus, but the circus that they do, like... Um, I can't remember the one that I've gone to a few times. Um, but the circus that is at Fringe, some of it's actually pretty good. Okay, so cabaret is a form... I've just looked it up. Cabaret is a form of theatrical entertainment featuring music, song, dance, recitation... Or drama. It is mainly distinguished by the performance venue, which might be a pub. You're right. Didn't know that. A casino, a restaurant, or a nightclub with a stage for performances. So, so yeah. So, we've got some new venues in Perth. We've got the uh, Reshabite. Um, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, I, I actually went there. Oh, is it um, good? Yeah, I actually went there. I got a free ticket to see a cabaret. And that was the nail in the coffin for me. Um, I had a nail in a coffin moment. And I was like, I don't like this. I just don't. I'm not a cabaret gal. I th- I, can, I can see the appeal. I think a lot of people like getting drunk and being 
in the action and like they like the camaraderie with the crowd they like the crowd that they some people love the crowd the um performer crowd interaction yeah, hate it yeah 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 i hate it too um yeah i don't know i guess i kind of get it when you say the crowd interactions they're kind of in a pub they're like singing a song on someone's lap like that kind of stuff are we talking about like a kind of campy, like no, like how they get people up on stage, basically. Oh, okay. They get, they always have, they'll get people to help them with their acts. Yeah, I mean, I still, there's still something about it. I don't like. Can you, can you write in, listeners? Is like what? So, what is the difference between a good cabaret and a bad cabaret? Then, I think like the level of talent with the performance. So, if some, so, so for example, like the cabaret that I saw, because not many people can like are multi-skilled. I think that's why musical theatre people are like the good ones you know are kind of applauded is because yeah. not many people can dance really well sing really well and act really well like the trifecta it's kind of like you're either one out of the three or two out of the three and with the amateur cabaret I've noticed you might be like a fucking awesome dancer and you may like you know do one of those you know you might do the fucking hula hoop really well or you might do the the um I don't know fucking trapeze but you know you can only sing you can sing okay but like it's not that good and so then they end up singing and it's like uh, so I think a good cabaret is like all of them do their little disciplines really well and then they do other things really well too okay what about the burlesque like what's the difference in a good burlesque and a bad burlesque burlesque I think well I mean it depends how how much money they have behind it like a really good production like I think it's about the production as well like anything like if you go see a little shitty theatre show you know sometimes it's not that good because they're in like a shit venue the lighting's up but not that good um but I think yeah I think burlesque and also if they're good burlesque if they're like actually professional obviously but what is like I don't get it's just like like well, burlesque, sexy dancing yeah like burlesque is different from cabaret but cabaret can actually um can include burlesque so um let's look up the de- definition of what is burlesque because burlesque is its own thing so burlesque is a literary dra- dramatic or musical work intended to cause laughter by caricaturing the manner or spirit of serious works yeah i don't know what yeah that i don't is. know what that means yeah, who knows? Um, provocative and comedic features a female chorus and solo dances plus baldy slapstick skits and songs. Just fucking sucks. I yeah. don't like it. All right, well, let's move on because we're getting really run down in definitions. <laughs> um, yeah, I want to say, I want to give a resentment. I want to change things completely. Mm-hmm. I want to give a resentment about the the dog, Jinder. Oh, what? Um. Well, I think, like, for a while we've had a resentment that he's, like, kind of... He just manages to kind of glide through life. He's kind of a happy-go-lucky yeah, figure. Yeah, he's, like, the sibling that, like, would never really come out of mum's vagina. Well, I, I didn't need to go there, but... um, But anyway, um, he... So we try really hard to try to be happy and, and try to accomplish something in our life. But um, but Jinder, he, he just seems to fail upwards. Like he, he was um, in the newspaper the other yeah, day. That's what see, I was gonna say. Did you see the fucking? He, he was in the local newspaper. <laughs> Mum's not even here. Yeah, you like we've got a podcast, and you 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 know you write professionally, and you had your name in the thing, 
and I'm like playing music and everything. Where did I but, get my name? I don't know. You've had your name in publication and stuff. Oh, okay. I thought I'd but, gotten um, water. I wasn't <laughs> Jinder, sure about Jinder literally just tried to, to run and jump at running water. And he gets his picture in the paper. I mean, like, I don't know you, know, I wasn't even, you know, I wasn't even surprised with that. Yeah. Like, I, I was like, it oh, didn't, all right. I didn't even surprise. And the way that mum mom sent it to me, because mum's in Italy at the moment. And she just sent it to uh, sent it to me like as if it was an everyday occurrence she was just like oh look she wasn't even that excited she was like oh look ginger was in the paper and i was like oh wow that is actually a really big deal well he's definitely like the favorite child at this point like she she's still talking about him when she's away <laughs> the photo was just so funny well, it was actually, a good photo like, i'm gonna upload the photo um maybe on social media because it's actually pretty funny we can post it yeah um but yeah so i was pissed off about that yeah but, was that um, your, one of your resentments? That was one of my resentments. But I wanted to ask you a question, actually, mm. because we haven't really caught up as much as we were meaning to mm. during the podcast break. Mm. I saw on social media that um you were having some, some trouble with your plants. I was just wondering They're what, dead. What They're happened. dead as doorknobs. I thought we'd already spoke about this. <laughs> well, look at that one no, up no, there. Like look the at the <laughs> fiddle leaf. It's done. No, because you had a, you had a problem with the... um. The seedlings, you gave up on the seedlings, but we didn't talk about the fact that now, now all your other plants are dying. No, like it's a real, it's a real sad state so of affairs all of the, in here. So all the stuff outside, all the seedlings died. Um, then I bought a fiddle leaf in the when I was in the seedling, um, when I was obsessed with the seedlings, I bought a little fiddle leaf, and that died. I think it got a disease, um, and then. I don't know. That's all that died, really. But yeah, all and then some of the oh, actually, a few of the plants outside died. Well, it seems like both of those. No, ones are, it seems like all three of the indoor plants are really they're kind of di- they're no. kind of keeling over, don't almost say that. as if they're giving up on life. Don't I think say they've that. kind of they've read the vibe of the household oh, and they're kind of don't say that. following Stressing suit. me out because those ones have been around for ages. Well, I don't know what um what it why what is good about gardening because it seems like it's just it's just a bunch of stress it's a thankless job <laughs> it's a thankless bloody job it's really hard and it's they... very stressful like if you get because if you get caught up in it you get very disappointed like you feel like it's your fault like i feel really ashamed yeah and it's not like it's not like they do anything for you really they're not coming over when you've had a bad day and no and they are or because, something. no they give me um a feeling of like I like having them inside. They give you a feeling of calm. It's proven that the side of greenery actually calms you down. It's good for anxiety and shit. So they do do stuff. But is it an equal relationship? No. Like, is there a reciprocal relationship between like the amount you're giving to the plants? Are they giving back to you? But the thing is, is I don't. It's not that you're actually giving that much. It's that I don't know. I think it depends on the plant. Like the plants that go well, you water them once a week, twice a week, whatever. And if they're good plants, then then the relationship is equal. Um, if you don't have to fuck with them too much. But as soon as the plant starts dying and you can't figure out what it is, then the, the relationship just goes completely downhill. And that's when you get really hurt. It's not just um, unequal. It's like fucking like devastating. Like I, I've got such a resentment about that fiddle leaf. And I had a feeling that fucking thing was going to be problematic. I don't know. When I got it, I was like, you're going to be a little cunt to like bring up. And he died straight away. Yeah. Um, and I think it was a disease. Well, that's that's the thing for me. I was like, I'm not even going to try this stuff. Is when I is when you told me the other week that you think they've got diseases now. And I've completely forgot that plants can get diseases. No, they can get diseases really easily. And so that one, I'm worried, it actually can catch between 
So I'm worried that now these other ones have got a disease. They can even catch them between each other. Yes. And see how I've got one that in the pot, that like cane pot, which was a mistake. You're not actually meant to put soil straight in there. See, there's so much yeah, I know. to it's, learn it's about It's completely this out of control. The bloody learning curve on these plants. Did you see, have you seen the plant that the intern got me? No. See, the thing is what you got to do and what's great here mm. is um, you, if you get plants that, that fit your difficulty level, it's a lot easier. Yeah. See, I think you've kind of overshot here. No, I See, haven't. I thought I was ready the, for it. The plant that I got, it's impossible to kill. Like I left it outside for two <laughs> weeks at the height of summer during that heat wave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was bloody fine. It bounced back straight away. Yeah. I, I don't water it Succul- for like weeks yeah, on end. Succulents are good because they don't need much water. Well, this guy's not even a succulent. Well, she did. It's good. leafy green. She did really good. She was, she was a bloody keeper, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she did. Well, she's gone now, so. Yeah. Um, Tristan and I had our first fight. Well, not first fight. You've had plenty of fights, I mean. No, we haven't. We've been really? together for three years and we never had a fight. Like, ever. Wow. Um, but this was the first... He, he really is submissive, isn't he? Shut up. <laughs> um, he, this was the first one where it was, like, um, awkward. Like, this is the, the one that's closest to the fight and it wasn't even a fight. So, basically, um, I'm not going to tell you the whole thing, but basically the fight was over the self-checkout at Coles. Um, yeah, many a fire's gone down in the self checkout. Yeah, um, and yeah, so I don't want to like air dirty laundry, but um, basically he gets frustrated with how I do the checkout um, because I get a lot of those little like, you know, when you're doing the self checkout and it's like um, place item back on the thing or like, um, are you using your own bag? Like <laughs> it's really aggressive. Like and then you've you. got to get the store login. So you've got to get the person to come and help you. And um, I didn't know, but Tristan gets frustrated with how I do it. And then I get frustrated with him because there's this air that he can do it better. And he's always running to the self-checkout to do it. And he's got this air of arrogance. And for the whole time we did together, it's been really tense at the self-checkout. And I've never said anything. He never said anything. Mm -hmm. And then today it Mm -hmm. all came to the head and we had an argument and he told me to put all the heavy stuff in a bag and I was like I am what do you think I'm doing and then it was awkward and then we had a chat and I was like you know you think you're so fucking good with the fucking checkouts yeah and he was like well you fucking like we didn't say fucking but like he was like you you always get those errors we have the store person had to come four times it's just funny it's is four times is a lot like i I didn't want to pick sides no it wasn't four times she came three two ice today but i got a cup but i got about five errors but see (laughs) this is where this is because you told me this before and i wanted to clarify this that you pick up a lot of errors um, and I just wanted to know how are you picking up so many errors? Because we we all have a bagging error every now and then that we get that we need the attendant to come over. But you're getting five in okay, a clip. Well, and how thing. does this no, go? No, here's the thing. When I'm by myself, no error, no error. But oh, because shit. when I'm with him, I get tense. It's the stress. It's the stress. And because I'm with him, we usually have more stuff. We've got enough stuff for two people. So I get stressed. I feel like he wants me to go quicker. So I didn't realize it was because he wants me to go quick. He doesn't want me to go quicker. It's because of the errors. But I thought he wanted me to go quicker. So I'm trying to go quicker and then I get stressed and then I get the errors. And so he gets frustrated with that. But um, why, what do I do? I, I think I don't know because I actually, I actually admitted to him, I don't, know, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to work the system. <laughs> do I... He Your says relationship's to me, at an impasse. I don't says, know where to go from He here. says to me, he said, you've got to put the bag on 
the thingy first so that it knows that there's weight on the bag. Mm-hmm. On the on that Yeah, it's gotta know the, the bit, weight of the, the bag. The bit where you put all your shit. The bag's gotta be there first. Um and also there's some other fucking thing that he does. He just thinks he's so good. He's and got then, a system. And then he, yeah, he's got a system and he's cocky about it. So then, he, and then there's a thing where like you've got to place it before you scan the next item. Like you place it before you scan the next item. And then like, oh, that's right. You've got to wait until it scans properly before you place it down. That's where mm-hmm. I go wrong, I mm-hmm. think. What is, is you just throwing it in yeah, when it's I not even scanned? No, I scan. This is your kleptomania coming no, back I again. No, I scan it, but 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 once it's scanned, like sometimes when it takes a while for it to come up with the price, yeah, you got to wait for the price to be yeah, there, settle, it settle it, settle then it. place it down. Yeah, well, I've I've got a lot I've got a lot to say here. Mm. I could go for hours on this topic. Oh, now, no. first thing I got to say is, are we talking Woolworths, Coles, or IGA? Because that's big. They've all got different systems. Both. Which system are you using? Both. Because because one thing I say about IGA. They're a small organization. Their software is not quite up to scratch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can do anything there. Because sometimes I'll get things where the item I've bought, like if I'm buying like... (laughs) Why are you saying your words so weird? (gasps) The item I've bought. So if the item I've bought is like a a paracetamol, say, I put the paracetamol in, the actual packet is not heavy enough to have registered Uh, as I put it there. yeah. So they've got a lot of glitches That's in their Charles system. Play, yeah. But if you're still ringing up errors when you're doing the Woolworths, <laughs> now the Woolworths, that's the best system around. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that for a bloody start. Oh, my God. He's standing <laughs> up, um, folks. He's standing up. He means So business. if you're running up errors on the Woolworths system, that's a very sleek system. So you're not going <laughs> to have many troubles there. Um, but the other thing I want to say is is about your relationship. And, and, and you said this many times to me before. Um, so I'll just parry this back to you Is that It's it's never about the errors I know it's not about it's the errors It's never about the checkout well, It's, it's about never about even well, shopping so in So you think that he's got a secret resentment That there's errors in the relationship And he's resentful about the errors There's errors going on mm. <gasps> Actually this makes a lot of sense Because I am a bit um, loosey-goosey with the old keys I've, I've locked myself out of the house That's an issue Yeah, yeah. and um, I leave my keys everywhere And I'm just like not very good at yeah, I lose, I leave things. It's all the keys. And so he gets resentment about the keys and he's a bit uppity. So maybe it's like a, a joint resentment. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I don't know. I think there's some, this goes really deep. Um, but I tell you what, one thing to solve it straight away is why don't you just use the, the, the checkout person? Well, yeah, we did that when we're doing big ones. I think that's what we needed. I think you've got to do that because it then it just avoids the issue. Yeah, I think. Um, I think that's a solution to um to this problem. I think you're right. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah, I mean, you could sort out the underlying issue in your relationship, but who has time for that? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm too busy for that. What now, else has been uh, going on? Have you got more well, resentment? I've got I've got plenty, mate. I've got plenty to say. Um. I've been driving a lot recently and I just want to say if you're at the intersection of um, Charles Street and Vincent Street, mm. if you're in the left lane, you've got to turn left. Now, this is a, a big problem in Perth is that they have they don't have a dedicated left lane. Uh, so okay, sometimes yeah. the lights will go, the green arrow will go on, mm. but some people don't want to turn left. So okay. they just wait there straight. Okay. That's why I want to have this PSA out there that if you're in the left lane, you've got to be turning left because I don't want to be waiting until the light... Yeah, but that's that's a 
across the board, isn't it? Like there's this right lane, left lane thing. And it's like, it's also um, on, there's also a situation on Canning Highway and Petra Street. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, that's a bad one. I almost got out of my car to yell at a lady once because she was beeping at me to go straight when I was trying to turn right. And I was like, no, I, there's no other lane to turn right. I yeah. was in the right lane. It's like, yeah, you've got you've to know these kind of things. But, I mean, there's so many of these things on the road. Like, But that's a real fucking shit one. Um, oh, actually, something I wanted to say from last week. I, do you know what we forgot to say that in our top ten um, – our top 10 things of the decade. We, spot, yeah. we forgot to say fucking podcasts. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Podcasts have been pretty good. Yeah, so like, and this is a podcast and, you know, podcasts have changed my life. Like, I cannot say, like, I think actually that would be in my top three. Like, the amount of value that I get from podcasts is crazy. Yeah, it's funny that we do, like, this literally is what we're doing right now. And, um... And we actually like trash podcasts quite a bit. Like in our first we? episode, we said that like podcasts uh, are like... No, you said... I said I loved them. You said that you were... This is another one of your bloody hippie things. You were saying that you you consumed too much. Yeah, no, I still I still think that um, I listen to too many podcasts. And I do think that like listening to podcasts can be bad for your mental health because you're not actually allowing yourself some time to think and process. Mm-hmm. So look. Oh yeah, that's true. I think I've gone into problems. that camp. I think I've yeah. actually turned a corner into like not processing processing my feelings. Yeah. So you need you need to allow yourself some time without any entertainment because mm. that is, there is that whole like worry of like entertaining yourself to mm. death where you're not kind of doing anything. How was your date by the way today? Oh, I bombed so hard. What you bombed or you both bombed? I but I haven't been on like a um like a dating app date in a while mm. um and um i just i forgot that you've got to do the whole awkward like oh, are you blah 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 you blah 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 like what are questions ask questions no are you this like are you the person what do you mean like oh, when you walk up to them oh, gotta, i hate that so i i <laughs> just this is what i did is but I, usually you know because you've like checked out their um instagram photo or whatever yeah, I just so I that's why like I thought um I thought she would know. So I just she was sitting there at the cafe. Yeah. And I just walked up to her and just stood in front of her and didn't say anything. And I That's really weird. And I'm not, I don't stand by it. Like I fucked up. I was feeling awkward. I knew it was her. And so I just <laughs> What the fuck? I just stood up to her, stood in what, front of her and said hi? nothing. No, I What I mean, oh, you must have blanked. Did you blank? I just blanked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um what, were I you think, stunned by her good lookingness? Or? No, no, no. I was just stunned by the moment or whatever. I was self-conscious and I just didn't say anything. So it was just a moment of her just being like, why the fuck is this guy just standing in front of me? Because she didn't recognize me. This makes me feel sick. <laughs> it was so bad. And then the other problem is, and I think you've had this problem as well before, is like because of the antidepressants, I, I sweat a lot. Oh, so it was a really hot day. Yeah, so I, by the time I was I was like two minutes into the date, I was like, well, this is over. I'm already, I'm sweating yeah. like a bloody pig. Um, so I just completely bombed. But mm. um, she didn't do too well herself. Oh, so. did she? <laughs> what, she? Did she actually do something awkward or did no, she? No, she was fine. She just, um, we didn't, our conversation didn't really hit it off. So like, um, 
you know, there's there's two parts to that. So I, I don't think it was completely my fault. I don't think she was really making as much effort or as she could have been or whatever. But you know what? I haven't done it for a while. You gotta you gotta dip your bloody feet back in the pool. You were gonna know? say the dip the tip, weren't you? No, no, no. <laughs> I don't I wasn't thinking that. Um but um yeah, so that was a bit of a... But well, I, no, you've got to break the seal because otherwise you get complacent. And not complacent, but like it's it, it's like fitness. You've got to keep your dating fitness going because that was your first one in. The yeah. second one's going to be better. And then you get your, you get your game face on. Yeah, and, now, and then every time, every one you go on, you know like, oh, okay, well, I can't do that again. Like I mm. can't just stand in front of her and say nothing. Like mm. that's, a, that's, a, that's a way to ruin a date. Have you got any goals for this year? Uh, By the way, have we spoken about New Year's resolutions? No, we said like things we were excited for. Um, but no, I don't have any goals. Mm. I've given up on goals. Yeah, goals um, are bullshit. Goals are shit. Goals trigger me. I actually did on Goodreads like because on Goodreads they have like reading challenges and I haven't done it for so long because I realised that I was getting really bad anxiety from wanting to read more books and then feeling inadequate when I wouldn't make my goal. So I had ba- mum actually said to me, she's like, Naomi, can't you just read without it being a thing? Like, can't you just read for enjoyment? And I was like, yeah, actually, maybe I could try and do that. So the last few years I've tried that. But then this year I just got sick and tired of not reading as much as I wanted to. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I said last week how I want to double my reading. Um and so I did a challenge. So I just put a challenge for 30 books this year, which is double of what I've been reading. I've been reading about, on average, a book a month, which yeah. I just think is garbagio, as you would say. No, that's way faster than I'm reading books. Nah, but like for someone that loves books and gets so much enjoyment and is also a writer, I feel like I need to read more. And also like Tristan reads so much. Like he reads at least 30 books a year. So I kind of get put to shame and then also I've got friends that read like 60 books a year and it and I feel like oh I'm not reading enough like I just get that it's just one of those things that I highly value yeah but you know what like can compare despair like if you if you keep comparing yourself to other people or comparing yourself to a certain way you've defined yourself it's that isn't a fun way to have a goal and like I don't have a formal goal but I do have this thing where like I need to be writing um, music to I mean a constant state of writing to feel like I'm productive and um, and I realised that it's just like it's just it's torture mm. you know to feel like you constantly need to be doing something and so this this goal like it's going to be hanging over your head all year it's like what's the point well I don't know I think I've had enough like recovery in my obsessive goal taking to um, to feel like like to to not hang my hat on it too much like i'm not focusing on it too much um but i don't know we'll see we'll soon see what the uh the effects of uh this situation will be yeah but um but yeah you got have you got anything else you want to chat about i think we got we have some emails we haven't read out oh yeah we got a few over the break thanks for staying in contact guys yeah do you do you oh fuck oh you didn't get it ready did you no, you didn't no, get it no, bloody no, no. ready. We're a bit rusty, folks. Um, um, we got one from Pat Lee. Hi, Naomi and Ben. Congrats to your on your 50th podcast. Such a great achievement. Well done. Have a great break. And I look forward to, t- to 2020. Podcasts on your return. Pat. Um, we got one from Tori. This was a follow-up from us 
for our um, 50th episode. He says, Hi, Naomi and Ben. So on the Upside Down episode, this was the 50th episode, you said, how can I tell, how can I tell if an episode has been recorded on the same or if you've done two in a week? Well, your first giveaway is no resentments read out loud for an episode, I guess because you save them up. And obviously this goes hand in hand with the weekly resentments I send, resulting in two separate emails in one week. The other way I can tell is like you have a toleration bar that depletes when you aren't talking to each other. Early episodes you even had to cut because of an argument, but, but then there's two in a week you overcompensate and sound like you're bored of arguing and just move on instead of expressing your opinion. It seems clear now that you don't have a recording schedule, only a releasing schedule. Well, we fucked up the releasing schedule as well. Anyway, my resentment was in the other email. Let's hope they end up together. Well, he was he sounds really resentful about us recording two in a day. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I couldn't follow most of that. So uh, I think you're listening too closely. Big talk. No, don't say that. <laughs> we asked him, didn't know. He wrote that email because we said in the 50th episode, I think, or one of them, that um, we were wondering how he knew that we recorded like two in a week because I thought yeah. we were hell, we were hell like sneaky about it. Yeah, but I didn't really want him to answer because <laughs> it just made me feel bad. Um, but he sent another one that, um, that I don't think you saw. Did you see this? No. He said, hey, Naomi and Ben, welcome back to the much better state. Hope your mum's snoring wasn't unbearable. Actually, I hope it was as your discomfort brings entertainment to listeners. One resentment for this week is the apps that advertise very heavily, but the ad isn't even how the app is played. What does that mean? Hero Wars is a good example, pretending to be like a puzzle game, but instead it's an idle microtransaction game. If they know that people like the puzzle game idea, just make the game, stop making fake ads. Mm. Do you know what that means? Nope. I don't know what that means, Tori. But, I'm but s- I get the sentiment of it is basically ads saying that something is something, but it actually isn't. Yeah, like, and I mean, in general, like, if you, like, don't just, I just gave up on playing mobile games because it's all that fucking freemium shit where they just make you buy more coins or whatever the fuck. Um, my second resentment is probably a more personal one. So I'm not sure if you'll stand in my side with this, but when people say O instead of zero, O is a letter, zero is a number. Oh, I know, yeah. If you think you always say zero, test yourself by saying your mobile number. That's it for this week, Tori. <gasps> o for O. Oh, my God, I say O. I thought I... Yeah. Everyone says O for the number. But they don't say it normally. Yeah, and it's really confusing, They don't say... Man. If, they, if there was a password that said Ben 10, you wouldn't say... No, that's a bad example. But Ben 001001, you wouldn't say 001. You would say Ben 001. You say say it whenever it needs to be shorter. So you say like 007. Yeah, okay. But yeah, whenever you say your number, 040, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and this, do you know what my resentment about this is actually, is actually not the O thing, but that a few years ago, I realized that I said O, like when you have to say your number to people on the phone, like like a customer service person. And I why that we get confusing to them. So I purposely said zero, but now it's made me think about it too much. So whenever I go to say O, oh, I say zero, and I'm just always worrying that I'm saying it the wrong way. Uh, yeah. And it's just an annoying anxiety thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's those things that you kind of practice, rehearse. You get in this like, I get in this thing like, I always say Naomi N A O M I, and then I say my last name and spell it out, and I get I have this whole thing rehearsed from from so many times doing admin, and then like. 
yeah, it's because you know the questions are going to ask you because, oh, yeah. how do you spell that? Oh, is that blah, blah, blah? Yeah. yeah. And I hate those fucking customer service things where it's like, you know what they're going to ask, but there's no way of skipping it. Mm, yeah. So you have to go through the process every the fucking The admin time. of life is bullshit. Like, I can't stand... You know, the admin of life almost makes me just, like, not want to do life. Like, I can't do it, man. It just... The admin, like life admin, they say, it's just, it's too much. Well, you know, there's some people that, and I don't know if this is really true. This is what I heard. Some people that their their job is just to enter competitions. So they enter so many competitions that they don't have to work. That's a lie. That do might they, be a lie. Do they end up actually, do they, that that is a lie because how can you live, you would have to, you'd have to win like a million dollars or something to like fund your whole lifestyle. No, but that, but that's what I mean. Like if you enter every competition ever the odds end up that you you win like the prize money or whatever is enough that you only need mm. to win one to sustain you for a certain amount of time. Mm, I don't know. But where anyway. Did you, where did you hear that? But I don't know where I heard it. But write in if that's true or not. I don't yeah. know. Okay. But um, anyway, I've got to make a point from this thing. Okay. The whole point of the thing was saying that, that why do people do that? Because that's a horrible job. Like, yeah, you can work from home. But you're entering <laughs> the same information over and over yeah. again. It's just data like that entry. Would, that's just data yeah. entry. Like that's not an exciting that's, job. Yeah, but some people do data entry. Yeah, well, I and can't I guess it's like it's like you, it's you're working for yourself, so you do like, you know, I'm gonna do uh, apply for fifty uh, before nine a.m. Then go to the beach and then uh, come back and do a uh, hundred. Yeah, it's fucking <laughs> awful. And then explaining that to people, or yeah, what do you do for awkward. a living? Oh, I enter competitions. Yeah, but it's bullshit. That's not. I, I think people do make, like, I think people do make it a priority to do it. But I just don't. I think they do might do it weekly, but I don't think they fund their whole lifestyle. I think they must be like a trust fund baby or something. Do you know what I think would be a low key okay job, is to be, to just do medical trials. Uh, I don't think that's actually a very good job, but you do get paid well, I've heard. Yeah, yeah, but the, then you just you pretty much just live in the dream. You're not living uh, the dream. <laughs> you're gonna be. You're probably gonna have six side effects all the time. Yeah, I didn't really think of the. Yeah, side it's effects. like no people. It's really sad. People actually do that to get money, and they don't know what those things are gonna do to them. Yeah, but it's it's you do get paid well. Yeah, sometimes you sometimes it's fine, like because you might even be in a test and you might just be taking the placebo pill, but you don't know what these they're t- fucking testing the medication so you don't know what it could kill you well this one one matt was gonna do i don't know it probably wasn't that serious of a medication but it was like you spend 30 days you have to stay in this facility for 30 days you're not allowed to leave oh. but you get paid four thousand dollars for it oh that's like a holiday and everything else is paid for oh, i would love to do that yeah it's fucking good if it's just staying in there yeah but the, the, Can you read? Is, the reason they didn't end up doing it is because of the thing of it's 30 days you're not allowed to leave that place yeah ever in yeah. that 30 but days but do you get if you get entertainment it's alright yeah you get like I think you got like a PS4 or something like it's fine yeah it's fine I'd do that yeah Um. alright guys we yeah can you drop us a line the resentment list at gmail.com um, and rate and review us on iTunes that would be very helpful for us um, and yeah and we'll see you we'll, yeah you'll listen to us next week have a great week mm-hmm. we'll love you and leave you bye <laughs>